person equipped for the work of ministry and we this is a third Sunday and we set out with some objectives and we said that we want number one we want to discover the fivefold ministry and that word discover is used in a very broad context we want to discover what the fivefold ministry is about we want to discover the context in which they are released we want to discover the power that informs the activity or the functionality the functionality of the fivefold ministry we we want to discover the grace of god invested in them because paul talks about the grace of god given to me for you so um, in that context we would be talking today about um, the ministries being a gift to humanity the grace of god given to me for you no apostle is given to himself no prophet is given to himself number two we said that we want to understand why the ministries were given by Christ why did he give these things why didn't him hang up in the heavens and continue to do his his wonderful things that he do but that he found it appropriate to locate um, heavenly treasures in earthly vessels number three we said we want to discover our calling you want to discover your calling and your purpose and live it out powerfully and leave it up powerfully. Somebody was criticizing me and said, I listened to your teaching and you are talking to your church members as if they are all pastors and all of that. I said, you did not listen to the teaching. If you listen to the teaching, you would have made a comment that you made. I was telling the person, I said, if you listen, you would have made a comment that you are making. You are making this comment out of pure jealousy. You are making this comment out of ignorance. We have treated the church of God as a place of entertainment. We have treated the church of God, the ecclesia of God, as a place, as a transfer, um, a transfer center where we just package people and send them to heaven. We have treated the church of God not as an emissary base where ambassadors are being raised and being launched out. When we mention apostle, it does not mean that everybody who is called an apostle necessarily is holding microphone and is preaching. When we mention an apostle, there are prophets who are economists. There are prophets who are engineers. There are apostles who are entrepreneurs. There are apostles who are CEOs. It's an apostolic anointing allowing the CEO to function as a CEO. And so if we continue to be lopsided, skewed to one side, without understanding our very call and the thing that empowers us to do what we do, even if I am a musician, what is it that empowers me to be that musician? We will be failing in life. I remember there was one brother who is 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 his past. I don't know whether it's glory or whether it's hell. I don't know where, but his past. Who used to be part of the ministry. And, and somebody, somebody convinced him and said that we are called, we are the ones doing the work of God. Now, what is the work of God? There are many things that pastors could be doing, which is not necessarily the work of God. People are self-appointed. People are pursuing their own interests. What is called the work of God? I'm doing the work of God. It says that we are doing the work of God, but as for you, you are not doing the work of God. So that mobile phone you want to give to your fiancé, give it to us, give it to me, so that because I'm doing the work of God. Now, you, you are not even, your fiancé does not have a phone. 
So you're not able to call your fiancé directly. If you have to call, you have to call to somebody and the person will now locate your fiancé and give the phone to and eventually the relationship collapse. You gave the phone to somebody who supposedly say, I'm doing the work of God. And that which should have benefited you and build your relationship for the future is lost. So we have to be very careful with what we call the work of God. People in the name of the work of God, the work of God have, have, have taken people's businesses. People in the name of the work of God, the work of God have taken people's money, people's cars, because it is the work of God. But do you know that that woman who is selling and believes that and knows very well that she is selling and that is a commission for God for her life, do you know that that woman is operating under a certain anointing and that is the work of God. That is a call of God upon her life. So we have to place things right. We have to place honor where it belongs to. But we must not misplace things or, or, or we must not operate out of misplaced priorities. It does not mean we shouldn't honor pastors, we shouldn't honor apostles, we shouldn't honor evangelists and prophets and teachers. We have to honor them to the fullest. I stand for that because if you dishonor me, one of the things that makes me sad is that I'm dishonored. Is that my gift and calling is not accepted. If I am, I am, I am given as a gift to humanity and to the very people you would have arrived as a gift to, to did not accept you, it's one of the things that will frustrate you. So I stand for honor for the ministries. But the, 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 the priorities must be set properly. So you have to discover your call. Are you an apostle called into the marketplace? Are you an apostle called into the marketplace? Are you an apostle called into ministry? There has to be a discovery. There can be an apostle called who is in the marketplace. At the same time, he is also a preacher. Are you a prophet who is called and you are a finance prophet? All you, the Lord have called you to do is to divine finance strategies and make life easy for people and allow them to be able to come out of the bondage of poverty and to be able to establish systems that works better. Are you an apostle who is called into construction and that you are supposed to become a mongool in the construction environment? You are supposed to become a powerhouse in that environment. Are you a lawyer who is a pastor? You know, my, my dear friend whose car I used the other day for when we're having a Northgate Global, if you recall. I was using some Mercedes. He told me that there was a case that came and it was a case and you know he's an apostle. But he's a lawyer. He's a serious international lawyer with all kinds of qualifications hanging ear down, foot, toe, everywhere very very powerful and even recently he consulted for me I threatened some people and I made the people pay him and they have to sign some letter <laughs> and I asked him say charge them and I said how can we sue them now 
And he said, he said, he said, no, but I cannot, I cannot consult for them and come and consult. It will be complicated. I said, no, 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 no. I said, lawyer, no, that is not the point. The point is that you are my lawyer. You are working on my behalf, but they are paying. They are supposed to pay you. So we can still see them say, I said, you, 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 in fact, in fact, this law school, we have to go. <laughs> he said, you are making matters of serious legal judgment. <laughs> now, he told me a story where there was a church, and I think the founder died in Ghana here. And there was a conflict. Some people have taken part of a church, and the children also on the other side, and the matter went to court. And it happened that he was found to be the lawyer for one of the factions. And as they were getting into the issue deeply, he realized that there was a purpose for which he became the lawyer to these people, not necessarily to just go and defend and this one wins and that one win. That one did not win. Eventually, he brought them together and spoke to them to restore them beyond the courtroom. But he's a lawyer. So you have to understand where you belong. And so when people are talking anyhow out of frustration, out of religiosity, one of my friends says, I don't mind that person, he's talking, he's talking out of frustration. By heart, by heart, out of, out of a community, no, no, by heart, by heart. When people are talking out of frustration, out of limited understanding of scripture, limited understanding of the word of God, don't follow them. Because, you see, what I'm going to share, there is so much empowerment in finding your place. When you find your place and you are convicted and persuaded, you are powerful. The devil even is afraid of you because he that walks in his path, let's see a man who walks in his path. So you have to know this. Discover your calling, your purpose. Live it out powerfully. Live it out unapologetically. Last week I was telling you, when you abandon your call, you are, you are an idol worshiper. When you abandon your call, there is no anointing on you. The anointing is given for you to be, say, an engineer. You have decided to be a preacher. There's no anointing on you. There'll be struggle, there'll be fights. The attacks of the enemy will work easily against you as a person. My late father in the Lord, as he was called by the Lord, the Lord kept talking to him. He wouldn't bother. He's um, an auto electrician. He wouldn't bother at all. Every time you go to the workshop, in the morning they would do, have their morning devotion, and he is the one leading. And when even in the morning, he lifts his hand, come and see men falling in morning devotion before work starts. Before metals are lifted and welded and spanners are thrown left, right, center. Men falling under power. Several pastors were sent to him that leave this work. They did not, they did not know that he even conducts morning devotion in the, in the workshop. Leave this work and go and do this work because this is what God has called you to do. He said, oh, forget, forget, forget. So one day he was telling me the story. He said, one day something happened. One of the preachers came to him and told him that, listen, the law says that if you don't leave this work, he will touch you. So one of the days he happened to go and want to 
disconnect a battery terminal or something, it exploded. All his face, all his body. But to the glory of God, he didn't bend. To the glory of God, his body did not get destroyed. In fact, in fact, he said when the preachers were telling him, go, 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 he wasn't listening. He said sometimes even the clothes that he bought, which was, has been in his bag for a while, he will pick the clothes before he realized the clothes, it's, it's lost capacity, it tears. It's worn out. He said things were not working around him until this final incident where this cell exploded. And... One of the preachers came afterwards and told him, said, the Lord says, don't do anything to your face. Don't put anything on it. In the next one week, all of this thing is going to clear. Go and serve me. And then he started serving the Lord and he left, he left auto electrician. So sometimes, like in the days of Gideon, some men will have to go back home. Some men will have to go into the pulpit. Some men will have to go into the warfare. Some men will have to be relocated. And as we teach these things, we are teaching them so that the Lord will speak specifically into your life, into the specificity of your call, your purpose, your destiny, so that you can rise and live it powerfully. If you are called a prophet, come on, function prophet. I, 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 I'm happy to see you prophesy and, and, and to move in the gift and the calling. If you are supposed to be in the office dressed in suit looking so polished and speaking queen's language and behaving as if you know nothing necessarily about God but people sense the presence of God and your presence convicts them and you continue to bring um, um, adjudication understanding, information and, 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 and bring direction to companies and save them go fully out for it people must function I'm going after something. So we said the fourth thing is that is that so that the body will be empowered for total growth. Total growth. Every joint supplies. Now today, let me get into last week, I shared with you the contest in which the gifts are given. And one of the contests in which, what, what do you remember? What moved you? I'm hearing some sound from somewhere. Is it from me? Or is it from Abed? Is it from you? Oh, okay. Last week, what do you remember? What one of the contests in which we said the gifts were, re were released in or were given is that they were given within the context of the measure of the gift of Christ. I tried to explain that that it involves divine empowerment which is of Christ himself. And then we continue to talk about the context in which the gifts were given and we said the gifts were given from above. The gifts were given from above. Or apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, they are gifts from above. They are gifts from an ascended place. They are not gifts given from the elements of the earth. So you do not treat it ordinary. The functionality of all of the ministries, it doesn't come from the earth realm. And therefore, if I am called into any of such spaces, I have to know that I cannot succeed. I personally cannot succeed 
by depending on earth-based resource only. I have to first of all draw from heaven in order to be functional here. I have to draw from heaven to allow, and that grace drawn from heaven allows for things to begin to come alive around me in the earth. Very often, when people become empowered, when they discover they are called, they take to flight. And when they take to flight straight, they are going to now express ministry and call. Like uh, Moses, when God says, go to Egypt, I have anointed you, you are a great man, you do signs and wonders, Pharaoh will fear you, go show this to Pharaoh. He took off and went, and God met him down the road. And God himself wanted to kill him. So it is powerful to go, it is, it is possible to go powerfully in your own anointing and go and die. You can go powerfully in your own anointing, then you are dead. You do not finish. <laughs> it's important that when I would have received a gift and I would have discovered it, I return to the source of it. People function out of the anointing without acknowledging the source, without connecting themselves to the source. People function out of the anointing and they continue to draw things from the earth and, and you, you, you would think that powerful marketing can make your ministry go far. So I, 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 see, I see a lot of our musicians doing all kinds of stuff. If, if your season has not come, it has not come, you will go nowhere. You can do TikTok for the next 500 years. If it is not your season, forget it. I have a photo on my phone. I'm sure some of you have seen it before. You see staircases. Albert, Albert is nodding his head. <laughs> you see staircases. The guy, then staircase number one, Bible school. Then something, something, something. Then the, the guy jumped every other process and his leg is on, on Facebook Live. <laughs> Listen, if it's not your season, it's not your season. Time and chance happens to everybody. So you can decide to draw from the egg-based realm, resources from here. Oh, let me make my ministry known. Let me make it powerful. I have been saying somebody sang a song to Tonina. It went viral. People have done Facebook Live. Uh, uh, that one, Twitter. Uh, there's another one that comes with Twitter. What's the name? There's another, another Periscope. People have done Periscope. They have done all kinds of things, but they have never been popular. If you listen to their messages and their ministrations, they have never gone anywhere. If your season has not come, you can draw from the resources of this earth realm and nothing happens. So it's important that we discover that um, the giving of the gift is from above. And in that, we need to understand that it is flowing from the resurrection life. It is beyond human power. It is beyond education. If an ordinary man can speak over a life and say, in the name of Jesus, this destiny is changed and the miracle happens, that thing is beyond the ordinary. And therefore, me who is called into any of the offices, therefore, me who is called into maybe entrepreneurship, I have to understand that I am not ordinary. And nobody can function like me. There can be a replacement who will do something. But my uniqueness can never be done by anybody. 
and, and, and if you live in this understanding, it empowers you and creates a hedge of protection around you. You are convicted and you are persuaded. We have to, we have to, be, we have to be functional. Too many young men die. You find a young guy, apostle, 33 years, he's dead. You see, if you call yourself apostle and you are not, the devil will attack you with apostolic demons. Demons that attack apostles. That is why it's important to stay under authority until the time of release comes. Then we talked about the context in which the gifts are released and said that the context of the revelation of Christ. I'm not going to go get into that. Then we talked also about the relational context. Let me start off from there. Or let me... We said so many things, but I want to simply say that every apostle needs a prophet. Please hear me. There is this arrogance that we find around. People think they are apostles, so they don't need. People think they are apostles, so they are higher than. By the time I finish teaching this next week, this, this part one I'm, I've been doing for the four weeks. When I finish part one, then I will now go into defining work of ministry. And I'll veer off and come into the call, the nature of the call. You understand something? Somebody thinks that he is a prophet and, 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 and it's happening to prophet because they see visions, they see beyond the ordinary. It makes them feel like I'm more superior, more needed than the other. The musician thinks that, you know, something happened in the body of Christ some few years ago. I'm blasting everything. Because once you start dealing with the foundation of ministry, now let me back off a bit and say this. Why are we discussing this thing? We are discussing it so that we will know how to relate to the ministries. Why are we discussing? We are discussing so that we understand the very constitution, how Christ has constituted the body so that the body can function and grow well so that we can drill some of the veins that are blocked to allow for a free flow so that we can allow components within us within us as an ecclesia God's community to begin to function so that we can see the whole body taking off form and growing and every aspect being happy you know when your eye something gets into your eye and you begin to brush it a little your nose begin to respond because something is wrong here in the eye and the nose and suddenly maybe your throat also begins to respond somehow and by the time it is realized it is a bigger thing than listen there is a need that we step into proper understanding so you see the musicians some time ago Sammy, musicians that are writing that when the pastors go and preach they give them money so me too if you are inviting me you have to give me money because we are all preaching you see that silly competitive spirit the pastor didn't ask to be given money so now in the body of Christ it's in the body of Christ in very few places Will you find instrumentalists and musicians who are not paid, who are faithful? 
Very few places. You want an instrumentalist, he says, pay me every month. But the pastor who, me, for example, I've been preaching for how many years? How many times have I been paid? I even use more money from my own pocket in the ministry. Sometimes I will preach, and when the money comes, I will say, take this one, use it for this. Give this one to this person, do this and that. You have, you have gone places with me before. And you see, that daydreaming and that spirit will have to stop. There's something called a hyaline. A hyaline leaves the sheep when the lion appears. But the servant who is a shepherd will fight the lion and kill the lion and deliver the sheep. So for many, 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 many services within the body that is supposed to be done willingly out of shared life people do it with a demand pay me and once I'm not being paid I will not deliver oh that preacher he doesn't pay oh that church they don't oh this church they pay well or they give money you see you have sold your destiny and your purpose in the earth all your glory you have received it here I was listening to Mars Morrow and I was shocked. He mentioned the name of a guy. I was some, some few years ago. He mentioned the name of a guy in his in his ministry. He said, This guy, have you seen him? He plays the bass guitar. He said, This guy has been playing bass guitar for the past 20 years and he has never collected a dime from me. I'm buying a new house. When I buy the house, I'm putting his name on it. I'm like, what 20 years? He said, faithfully, the guy comes to play. He doesn't want a dime. So we have seen people who are hirelings only in the body. And ministry now has become money. If you don't have money, you will not get a keyboardist, you will not get a drummer, you will not get a bass guitarist. Even the guy who come and tune, you will not get him. And we are chasing after money. We are never satisfied. So it's important we understand Every apostle needs a prophet. Every prophet needs an apostle. Every pastor, teacher, evangelist needs the other. Maybe next week I'll come into this a bit better. The scripture we read in Ephesians chapter 4, it says he gave. He gave some to be. He gave some to be. He gave. That, that verb is a verb. Give is a doing word. That verb is a very deep meaning. It has a very deep meaning to the relational context and to the inseparability of the gifts from the body and from one another. You can't take the apostle and say, I am apostle alone. I am a prophet alone. And you can't take a, a church, a body, a, an ecclesia, and you say that, oh, as for, as for this ecclesia, it is only by themselves. We only have visiting preachers. The apostles and the prophet evangelists are buried within the body. That is why I said there is a need that we understand these things and relate properly. When Paul says that uh, the grace of God given to me for you, people think, people say the prophet is for my prophets. You don't understand. There is, there is a spiritual constitution in which Christ placed these things among us. 
and so you see people go there say I'm going to get my breakthrough once I get my breakthrough I'm going you don't understand why you go to you you don't understand why the body exists you don't understand why you belong to the body you don't understand the concept of inseparability you don't understand the concept of the DNA nature of the body you don't understand you are telling me you want to remove your father's DNA from you and then what will you now look like those who have tried to eject new DNA, if anything like that, what do they look like? They are monsters. There is this, there's this, there's this um, movie, I maybe you know. The guy got injected with something, became some bole. And it's looking green. Oh, is it, is it a movie? Hawk. You try changing your DNA, now you're looking hawk. You don't fit into humanity. You try changing your DNA, you try, you, 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 you try disrespecting the ministry. So I have, I have ministered for some years now, and I've seen people don't respect and regard the grace of God. But they respect and regard what they will get. That is all. And it's a wrong perception, it's a wrong platform, and it will never help you into the expression of your purpose. Because, you see... The grace is given for your release, and you are not stepping into it. So let me let me continue today. Let me continue today and talk about. I think I've stepped into some part of it already. Number four, or is it number? I think I've spoken about number four, number five, and something. The context of the giving of the gifts is that it's a gift. Very simple concept. Very simple principle. Every apostle, or let me read scripture. Matthew chapter 10, the verse, 20, the verse 40 and 41. He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives who sent me. 41. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive. Another translation says shall share in the prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward or share in the righteous man's reward. So for all the ministries, there is a certain grace. There's a reward. There's a certain investment in all of us. The Bible talks about the inheritance even in the saints. Even among us, there is a spiritual inheritance in all of us. The inheritance in the saints. There is something inside Ahuma that is supposed to complement us. Me, you. That is supplying to me and making me great and strong. If I understand my connection within the body. And if I understand where he is placed. The reason why the eye is not placed behind the back of the ear. The reason why the eye is not placed on your chest. The reason why the nose is not on your knees. They are well placed by divine design. And by this design, they are a gift. I'm giving you a gift and you don't want it. So you see, the body of Christ, we are interesting. We have become selective we have become, we cherry pick. Oh, I don't like this preacher. 
His nose is too long. Bible says, henceforth we know no one after the flesh. Oh, this preacher, I know him. I know her. I know where he lives. I know how he is struggling. You are not relating to the grace of God. You are relating to a man. Bible says, henceforth we know no one after the flesh. Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, I think the verse 6, it says, there was a man who was sent from God and his name was John. I was on Facebook Live, uh, I think last year, and I was talking about this scripture. There was a man who was sent from God, and, and I was talking about, yes, I was discussing honor. If you ever watched, I was talking about honor, and I was talking about the honor that must be measured to a husband. And I was talking about how Micah, Saul's daughter, dishonored David, and she became barren. How many women are barren today, unproductive? I have no capacity. I heard there was a preacher who said, if the wife will not call uh, him Mira, then she will never give birth. Until the wife began to call him, him Mira. Yes, he's, he's dead and gone. Great, great powerful prophet. Well celebrated. He's dead and gone. Listen, because we have not honored properly, we are not seeing the effects of the gift and the reward of the prophet. Jesus says that when you receive the prophet, when you receive the apostle, when you receive the evangelist, when you receive the, the, the name it, he says that you receive me. And he who receives you, receives me, receives the one who sent me. It's a very strategic spiritual connection. If we know how to honor men of God, if we know how to respect and honor men of God, it will change certain dimensions in our lives. I'm not talking about demi-worship. Some people worship their pastors. Some of you are giving water to your pastor, you are even shaking like a frog. No. Respect and honor the spiritual space they occupy. The ligament that connect them and join them to Christ makes them so essential and makes them, places them in a place where they are supposed to be honored in a way that you cannot do away with. Will you receive the gift that Christ has given to you? You have to embrace the gift. You have to relate to the gift powerfully. So every apostle is a gift to humanity. Every prophet is a gift to humanity. Every evangelist is a gift to humanity. Now, you, you will notice that I'm not saying it's a gift to a church. I'll explain. Every pastor is a gift to humanity. I am a gift to the BNS. You are a gift to me. As we begin to accept and embrace one another, it allows for a certain canopy in the spirit to be built and an explosion happen. A wife has to accept the husband as a gift. A husband has to accept it as a gift. And the wife has to understand the place of divine election. So I was on Facebook teaching and teaching, and a woman wrote, he said, Today I will no longer just see him as anything. He is God's choice. He is a gift to me. Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, the verse 6, it says there was a man sent from God and his name was John. What does John mean? Gift. It was a man, but it's a gift. 
He gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. I am a gift. And you see, so over the years, people relate to these gifts as cashing in instead of relationally connecting to the gift. Connecting properly to the gift. I'll give you another context. There were many widows in Israel, but Elijah was sent to one widow. Why? There are a number of things that can depict the honor for a servant of God. You know, there are some things that I don't say, but now I start saying them. What's one of the things that make you happy? What's one of the things that make you happy? Tell me one of the things that make you happy in this life. Which one? Food. Yes, I love that. Me, one of the things is money. Where I've got it is money. Yes, money. <laughs> Sammy is laughing. No, some things, if you don't say it, <clears throat> money. Lord, I test for you. I long to be in your presence. My soul will wait. Listen, there were many widows inside Israel. Elijah was sent to one. One. Only one. Why? She had the right set of environment that welcomes and honors the Elijah spirit. One, this woman was preparing to die with a son. Until Elijah stepped in and the story began to change. When Elijah said, Give me some water to drink. So we only have a, a jar of water and some jar of flour and some oil. We want to just bake and die. We eat and die. So bring me water. Okay, then bring me some cake in addition. Say, hey, but you, you, what are you saying? Uh, are you saying that uh, we should die? This small food and this and that. And this man of God is very wicked. Every time he says we should give, and every time he is preaching, and with this preaching, I don't accept. I will not like the preaching. I will cherry pick this preaching and this and that. The man was preaching to the woman. The woman was accepting the preaching. Hmm. The thing that makes men, ordinary men, into extraordinary people is the honor. The difference in them is the honor they give. The woman said, okay. Quickly, she got it together. When we honor, it changes everything. A woman like Abigail knows how to honor. There are many women today that don't know how to honor. I don't want to stay too long on this thing, but there is a need that we embrace the ministries among us as a gift from God and value it. He is a man. He is a woman. A man as being human with all the limitations and all the frustrations. The water bills are on him. The, the light bills are on him. The rent is on him. And that one is on him. And this one is fighting him. And he wakes up and he is thinking. He will go to the farm. He will carry no anointing to affect you. 
He will go and work the farm. It has happened in the book of in, in, in the book of in the days of Nehemiah. All the priests abandoned the work of God because they were not bringing. Now I'm not teaching about tithes so that nobody come and fight me about tithes. It's Old Testament. If I want to teach you tithes, you give your clothes and give yourself. If I want to teach tithes, you will give yourself. Because the word is it when people are making argument and ten percent and ten percent, I don't even understand. What is 10% in your mathematics? God is teaching you. You know, in Old Testament, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tax system and all of that. And the tithe is given and all. But listen to me. When the priests were not honored, men did not bring the tithe and the offerings and all of that. The priests decided to now go to farm, to go and farm for themselves so that they can now feed themselves. Grace was lost. Anointing was lost. Ministries were, were lost. The temple now became empty. One crazy guy now married a foreigner and now they use the storehouse for the tithes and the offerings and the grain as bedchamber. Everything messed up. If we do not honor correctly, we lose the value that is invested in. When I went to Israel, they said Jesus Christ, his teaching was so radical, so they chased him out of Nazareth. And he went to Capernaum <laughs> and lived there. But if you see Nazareth, if you see the road through Nazareth, if you see the way they've cut through mountains to create roads, if you see houses in Nazareth, you know that this Jesus who has gone to Abloche know how to send money home for his, his city to be built. Even though they didn't honor him. He didn't do so much miracle in Nazareth, but he did it all around the places. So when you go to Nazareth, how many miracles do you see that, oh, this one, Jesus did this one here. You go to the church of Nunciation, where they said Gabriel spoke to Mary, and they established something, and then uh, uh, Joseph's statue is standing somewhere in the compound. What again? Then in Nazareth, somewhere in the mountain, Mount Camel, uh, Mount, uh, Mount of Transfiguration, is somewhere there. But they didn't honor the guy. But all around Jerusalem and the rest experience him. His fame went far and wide. Listen, if we do not honor what we have, God takes it and gives to another. And so many people will come from far and sit with Solomon and enjoy his wisdom and blessing and go back with loads of blessing. But the people that are around will never get blessed. It's important how we connect to the graces of God among us. The woman gave. She had food enough to help and support Elijah. Number two, she was obedient. I was saying last week, I was telling some of you, the leaders, I said, you have to learn to take instruction. People don't know how to take instruction. I am leading worship. Those days, I'm leading worship. And maybe before I start leading the worship, I'm giving some small Bible verses. And my pastor sends somebody down. My pastor said, go and tell him to stop talking and start leading, and start leading the worship. That one to now offense. What will I do? I have to stop talking. Because I am under command. But somebody can get offended and say, oh, this pastor is not serious. Does he know what I'm doing? And that is the end of your grace and anointing. The woman knows how to obey. 
If we do not know how to obey our leaders, obeying our leaders in Christ, as the people of the West say, some of you worship your pastors and all of it's not the point. We understand the thing called divine order and spiritual formation. How things cascade in the spirit and make things to happen. This woman would have ate her pot of flour with the sun and, drink, and drank their last jar of water and died. But Elijah said, you go and live on the rest. After she would have obeyed and given out of nothingness. Number three, she knows how to give and give to bless the Elijahs, the apostles, the prophet, the evangelists. She knows how to give. Hey, I'm giving this money to you. This Elijah, I mean, the way we are hungry and this thing is not working. And every, no, no, no. See, don't give and complain. You are sowing cross seeds. Don't honor and complain. You are sowing cross seeds. The Bible says that you shall not sow your farm with different type of seeds. You go corn, uh, 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 granite, uh, which one? Peanuts. Uh, name, name, name. Then you have pepper. Wow. Bible says that you are confusing the corn. Very soon the corn will start tasting like pepper. Stop sowing cross seeds. When you sow the seed of honor, you allow honor to travel its way through. But people sow the seed of honor and they are not like the widow. She doesn't even have a husband. Who will support her? How old is the son? I'm not sure we are told. But this woman gave out of nothingness. We have to learn to honor. There are some men of God in my life. Sometimes within a week, if money comes into my hand, I keep some. Before Jack, I send, if it's 100, 200, 1,000, I send to the man of God and I turn my back. No complaint. No complaint. I'm not going to complain. Because I believe, the Bible says that believe in God, you shall be established. Believe in his prophet, you shall prosper. The word prophet is not just only prophet, but believe in his apostle, evangelist, prophet, teacher, and you shall prosper. I believe. I believe in you. That is why I sow. If I give to a man of God, a woman of God, I believe that is why I sow. I know there is something on him that is not ordinary. I know there is something on him that I need. I know there is something on him that will do something in my life. Elijah said to the woman, go and live on the rest. And the meal began to multiply. But Elijah left. Now, another thing, that, I, I, that, that scripture is a whole teaching on its own. Another thing that allowed Elijah to be sent to the woman, I told you about a number of them. She had honor, she knew how to obey, she knows how to give, and she gives out of nothingness. Many people in the body of Christ, they don't know how to take instruction. They don't know how to take instruction. Me. I'm not the kind of, you know, there are prophets who are direction, direction. I'm not the kind of direction. But if I meet a genuine prophet who gives me direction, I go do, I'm genuine. I'm not talking about that, that magomago prophet type. Who gives me direction? And it says that pray seven days fast. Do this and pour oil on top of your head and pray. Stand, deal with this. I will do it to the latter because I believe in the grace of God in him. Many don't know. 
Oh, forget about that man of God. Uh, that tune he's doing. He doesn't understand what is in uh, this, uh, this direction. Cry. What is the need? And this and that and that. And da 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 da. You have sown cross seeds into your honor. Your farm grows and your everybody's confused. You know how Pepe, when you're working in Pepe farm, uh, you know how difficult it is if they catch your skin. Pepe <laughs> plants. Another thing is that this woman had a son. We are exploring a principle in there which is the grace and the spirit of sonship. Churches that receive Elijah grace knows how to walk in sonship. People that will encounter the Elijah dimension know how to be sons. I'm not saying everybody, oh, this one is my father. That one is my father. This one is my father. You know, today, the young guys, everybody is their father. Everybody is their father. Today, young preachers, everybody is their father. Meanwhile, Paul said there are many instructors, but not many fathers. Everybody is your father. Which gene is operating in you? So one day you go to Christ, oh, I did this, I did that. He said, I don't know you. Because I was expecting gene A, but you have B, A, A, D, and, and now you have, you have A, B, D. It's combined. I don't even know who you are. Mix, mix. I had a guy who visit me, and when he comes, he has this bottle of oil. You know that, you know that anointing oil that uh, is round and is macho like that, short one. This I know. Uh-huh. He will come. So he went to he went to Prophet of Garibandi, and we, we, he collected a little bit of the Prophet's oil and poured it. Then he came to Prophet in Kubasi. He collected a little oil and poured it. He then he went to the Prophet in before you enter Tema. Then he collected and added. Then he passed and went to the Prophet in Pong Village. He, he, then. He came to Mark. Then he, he said, oh, he said, Prophet, this is your oil. I like it. Today. <laughs> what a DNA. What a DNA. That is not a thing no, that draws you to honor. Elijah was sent to no other but one widow. When we honor correctly, God will send. You'll be minding your business, God will just send. We just sent a strange man of God. We just sent a strange, strange man of God with strange word, with strange miracle, with strange impartation will touch your life. Even among your own self, your man of God, your servants in the house, serving in the purpose of God will be strange to you. Simple things they will say will become strange manifestations, occurrences in your life because of honor. She had a son. Today we don't know how to be sons. I'm not talking about spiritual sons. We don't know how to walk in the grace of sonship. If we want to talk about the characteristics of sons, it's a different matter. So he tells somebody, sit down. He says, I'm standing up. Go. He says, I will not go. He says, stand. He says, I will sit. I force you to sit down. He says, even though I'm sitting, I'm standing. Such a disobedient generation who does not know how to relate to the grace of God given to them. We don't worship. We don't worship men of God. But we have to know how to relate to the grace. There are some graces you touch the grace, you, you, you honor the grace properly, it oozes out into your life. 
So you have many people. I, I keep saying this. I said people can be in a ministry for 20 years. Somebody come two years. Boom. I said, ah, about this person, what happened? That is what happened in Israel. In, Jeru- in, in, in Nazareth, they said, no, this carpenter, we know him. His father is, uh, about this boy, we know him. He grew up in Ashaiman. And this one, he's not a committee, committee two years. He was working, even his, uh, his boxes will be torn and all of that. What, what, what do you mean? Do you understand? <laughs> do you understand divine choice? When God says, I have found my servant with my holy, I have found my servant. You call it torn boxes. <laughs> Then if you're in the days of, if you're in the days of uh, uh, Jeremiah, you, 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 you will not like that guy. If you're in the days of uh, Ezekiel, you will not like him. God says that Ezekiel, my prophet, say yes, sir. Uh, Ezekiel, you know that you are my prophet in the whole. In fact, this is, Ezekiel was a priest, not even a prophet. <laughs> he was a priest. So if you were a priest, don't, have, don't you think everybody will know you? Because of the duties you perform. And say, Ezekiel, now I've anointed you also plus prophetic anointing. You can see. No, uh, no. Uh, so that is Ezekiel. But Hosea, Hosea, Hosea is a prophet. Let me go to Hosea. He said, Hosea, my son, come. He said, yes, sir. He said, Hosea, do you know you are a prophet? He said, yes, sir. You have made me a prophet. Do you know I've made all the kings in the land to know about you? He said, yes, sir. He said, okay, Hosea, now I want you to marry. Go and take a halot and marry. Hey, God, what are you talking about? Me. If this guy can prophesy to you, go accept. Harlot's uh, husband of a harlot prophet. Oh, boy. This is how we miss divine opportunities. We look at the humanness and the limitations. Oh, that person is struggling with money. He's struggling. He's struggling with money. He doesn't have. Oh, he's struggling. His anointing is not on him. That is why he's struggling. You know what you're talking about? Me, I've told myself, I said, when I was asking for anointing, I didn't ask for money. I remember those days when I'm praying, shall I pray for, now I'll pray for anointing and pray for financial dominion. So money will make me happy. If you, you can insult me, I don't care. I don't care. Now I need money, financial, the whole of this year, what have I been teaching on Facebook? I've been teaching on, on becoming an economic powerhouse. Listen, without the economic power, there can be demonstration, in fact, not even, the, there will be limitation of your abilities. Thank you. Powerful preacher is going nowhere. Do you know how many powerful preachers are in town? Do you know how many miracles will, people have gotten out of wheelchair and nobody have heard about them? Do you know how people have prayed? I heard a story of a guy, it's called Brother Something. The name is someone. And the guy is brother. He said, I woke up, I didn't have water in my house. I prayed, I said, Father, let rain fall in my house. And rain fell, he collected and washed his clothes and left. Such people, have you heard about them? People who have have touched people with cancer and they became healed in one week and well. People who were like vegetables and now became well and strong. Have you heard about them? I would say the poor man's wisdom is ignored. Even though he delivered the whole city, they don't like him. I need financial power, financial dominion. 
Have you not seen people not talking anything? In fact, my friend Anderson Williams said they are talking a collection of garbage. I like the way. He <laughs> said so they are talking a collection of garbage. But look at it, they have money. They have economic power. So collection of garbage. Collection of garbage. Oh, Charlie, he's honorable. This one is honorable. Oh, this one is honorable. Collection of garbage. The day you get money and you start talking with us, say, hey, but who is this one? Hey, listen, I went with my driver to to <laughs> to empty an office in Nigeria. And there was this apachiri. Legs crossed like this, you know, sitting in a wheelchair. Legs, all the legs are folded. And he was wearing this jacket. I don't know what people call it. There's this jacket that has many pockets, you know, like a vest. That jacket, like a military. What's what? So it's like reflector jacket, but this time it, it has a lot of pockets. And it, it, this, it has pockets inside and pockets inside. So when he got to the entrance, they were pushing him oh, to get into MTN of security. So he said, Stop, stop, stop. He did like this. He pulled a bundle of. Nairas. He did like this and pulled bond to the security pass. My driver said, said sir, did you see it? I said, I saw. <laughs> Apache, the legs were all like that in a wheelchair. When the security thought he, the, the security mellowed in his, all the securityness and, and, and all the power he carried to stop people to enter and the, he, he mellowed. He realized that what the guy who is looking crippled has he doesn't have some. May God bless you and I. May God give us financial dominion. May the Lord give BNS financial dominion. May we not just be anointed people without financial dominion. In fact, my understanding of the anointing, it says, I found my servant with my holy oil have anointed him. It says, therefore, the enemy shall not outwit him. Now the son of wickedness afflict him. It says, the abundance of the sea shall come to him. That of the river shall come unto him. It says, I, the Lord, my right hand, will sustain him. There's no anointing plus foolishness. There's no anointing without money. Jehovah, let there be financial dominion. I was talking about honor. Let there be financial dominion. We have to learn to receive the gift of God. Apostles must learn to receive other apostles. Sometimes we are too arrogant. If you cannot, can you hear me? Charity, you know yourself better than I do, isn't it? God knows you better. You know yourself better than I do. You know yourself better than I do. If you cannot accept a flow of grace for flawed persons like your own self, then you are not qualified to even give. If apostle, prophet, you are greater than the other prophets because you think you are righteous, you, you are not even qualified to give what you have. Said if the Lord will number our sins, who can stand? Let me go to. I'll try to end up in 10 minutes. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to finish this thing. I thought I can just talk this. I can just mention it. Number one, this, number two, this. Like, like, like my lecture in secondary school. He said, what, what don't you understand? They said the whole show is a sofa. <laughs> they go and suffer. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> As he is lecturing, 
is is legend. So say, say without the keep quiet and suffer. <laughs> I thought I would have just run through this. Please, we have to learn to receive. Please receive me as a gift. There is something on me. That is why you're sitting here. That is why you, you came. That is why you believe. And there is some commissioning. There is some grace upon what we're doing here. Invest your life. People don't know how to honor. They think when they do something in the house of God, they play something, they, they take care of something, they think they are doing it for the man of God. Or the woman of God. But they don't know that they are serving God powerfully. They don't know. I went to a place and when I saw the formation of the, let me use the word, the servants of the man of God, I was amazed at the level of honor they give him. The level of respect they give him. He's down to earth and relational just like me. But they know the barriers and where they should not step and how they should treat him. They know. Listen, wait, let me give you one. Maybe I'll stop on this and continue next week. Okay, I don't want to stretch, stretch, stretch. Or I'll teach the next slide and then we close. But there's so much to say. When I want to talk about honor, there's so much to say. You have to learn to work with your leaders listening to the whispers of their heart. He is saying something, but he's not saying it. He is asking something, but he's not. He is worried about something, but he's not saying it. You have to. I wish I can pull the principle. There's a way I, I taught a group of people. I taught, I taught a group of leaders I taught a group of leaders. Let me see if I'll find the way I wrote it. Good. I found it. Listen for the whispers of your leader's heart. Listen for the whispers of your leader's heart. It means that we have to be prophetic. It means that we have to be spiritual. (laughs) It means that we have to be connected with the spirit of God it means that we have to God give me grace first and second we will move in the prophetic (laughs) God give me grace God give me grace I was worried about something when I came this morning and as we were just singing I saw something and the Lord said I am with you and the more we were singing the Lord said stop the song I am with you go ahead (laughs) <laughs> I saw something and now I'm seeing something listen do you know when your leader is angry do you know what makes your leader happy no, it's important okay oh but this is church why should I relate to and you these Christians and you these religious people why are you doing this same thing to your boss? 
You are saying Christians and this and that because you think your boss writes your check and he pays your salary. So that one, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. When you come to church, you're arrogant, though, but he's a human being like us, but he said the grace of God, I found him. And you are too known. You don't understand spiritual things. You will open yourself for strange attacks. No, you see, some of the things we do in a secular world, why are we not doing it? When my boss calls me, he says, Mark, where are you now? I said, I'm home. Uh, what's your program like today? Um, I have this and that and that and that. Okay, okay, okay. Can I see you 10 o'clock tomorrow morning? I said, yes, sir, I'll make it. Sometimes he called and said, where are you? I said, I'm home. Are you busy? I said, is there anything I can do? He said, I would like to see you. Uh, looking at it, let's make 12 o'clock. I'm on my way. Then my leader in church calls, my leader in church says that, let's meet at 2 o'clock. I walk in, 4 o'clock. I don't care. Because he doesn't write your check. That's why today, immediately I came, I said, even when I checked, I said, no, 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 no. An angel whispered to me and said that when you said it's 8 o'clock, it must be 8 o'clock. Because we are ready. We are ready in 8. That's why I said, let the prayer start. Listen. There are things that make for the blessings of the Lord. <laughs> What was I even talking about? Listen to the whispers of David was crying in the book of um, in the book of First Second Kings chapter twenty three, the verse fourteen down. I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it. Do you know when your leader says best without saying it? Do you know it? Do you know when your prophets, your apostles, your teachers? Do you know when their voice changes, even though they are talking normal? Do you know? There has to be a company in the earth that knows how to design. Can I say something more? I'm going to finish with that scripture. Um, Moses, Bible says the Lord commanded Moses and Moses commanded the children of Israel. Do you know when God is commanding your leader's voice? Do you know? So the Bible says that the pillar of cloud was over them by day and the pillar of uh, fire by night and when the cloud lifts and begin to move Moses will command and the trumpet will be blown and they say arise O Lord and come into your resting place do you know when your leader's voice is in tandem with that of glory in movement so people will build their houses in the wilderness imagine you have built your home you have even designed a swimming pool and you are doing backstrokes <laughs> say, ah, Charlie, life is good, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, life is good. <laughs> um, oh, okay, Moses, he doesn't know. I'll go to Germany right now and come back. Life is good. Then, pa pa pa, pa pa pa, pa pa pa. As the trumpet sounds for long, Moses, the man of God, says, Arise, O the ark of the Lord, and come into your resting place. And everybody, those who, you, you jump out of your swimming pool if you know how to obey. If, you see the man, we jump, yay, quickly, a swimming pool, a swimming pool, $45,000. You have to abandon it and go to the next level. 
No, I'm talking about how we need to receive uh, the servant of God with honor. Because, you see, I, I, several years ago, I was listening to Isur Anaba. And he said he was ministering in a place. It is not about you see today, the way he was some years, some years ago, is rough. Hey. He said he was ministry and he was walking around and he hit a woman's head. Not a woman had a problem inside the head. Listen. Me, I'll be angry. You hit my head, you have thrown my gale. The way I suffered to tie this gale, do you know? Ah, you held my hand a week. The me, I'm wearing wig and you are pulled a week. This prophet he doesn't respect me, doesn't know the wig. I bought it for uh, 1,500 and he's Brazilian and he's this one and they're fixing a loan and he's this and, this, and he has removed the wig. Our woman, he must say, Hey, you are too known. Shut up, you are too known. No, there's something that has to die. So that we can give way to the things of life. Many people don't respect. You think the one who is, who is ministering, laying hands, he just wants to lay hands and disgrace you? What does he gain from your gilly folly? If not for your cancer inside your head. If not for your brain tumor. If not for that sickness. He said, I don't like the way the man of God hit me. Me himself, he doesn't know he's even hitting you. He doesn't know. Listen. You have to hear the voice of God through your leader's voice. You have to hear the frustrations of God through your leader's voice. How many pray for their leaders? When we were in the service of God, the church was our business. We were students. I might tell you, I wake up, I, I come back from school, sometimes I go to bed, by 11 p.m. I am up. I'm on my knees six hours. Father, the main ministry. Father, the pastor. Father, this one. My friend, this one is not coming to service. It's not attending youth meeting. Man, the back. And I am helping to make the man who is a set man's work easier. Today, we don't care. Today's church is the most selfish church in the, in the earth. Me, 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 I. I told you the other time when I started the series. Me, 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 I generation. And it doesn't take us into the expression of the glory of God. I thought I would teach some more. But listen to what David, in 2 Samuel, learn to honor, learn to honor. Sometimes people think it's too much. Me, when I'm going to see a man of God, if I'm going to see a man of God, look, I try to put something in an envelope and I go. You never know. The late Greg Haslam, some of you don't like reading, so you, you Greg Haslam, he, he became a minister, he became a preacher in Westminster. He says, when Elisha come to town, go and listen to him. 
when Elisha comes to town. Honor him. Go and listen to him. <laughs> you see, I had a situation in my life some years ago. Me, I don't have Bible school degree. It is now that I even desire to see if I can read theology. All you see me teach is the grace of God. I'm telling you. When I open scripture and I begin to study and I say I'm studying. It's just the grace of God. The way it pieces the thing together. Ask me. I can write you a whole Bible school material. The thing is inside me. Once I'm beginning to think the topic, the arrangement, what should be discussed before what, and how if it's a discussion, the thing is inside me. Nobody taught me how to write a business plan, a business proposal. Ask me, I will charge you five, ten thousand dollars. I will write one for you. There was a time in my life, somebody, the man is late. You know, there's a laboratory down here. You know there's a laboratory, Abet. You know there's a laboratory, not, not this big one. There was there's one behind it. I don't want the name. You see, the, you see the there's a one behind him. I think there's a pharmacy there or something now. That one, they do some school something now or something. The owner of the place in my my it was part of our ministry. He used to live in Germany. He schooled in Germany. Great guy. Selected me from the ministry and says, I'm paying three years full, go to the Bible school. Victory Bible school, paid full. He paid full, I, now be, I became confused. I started consulting, oh, uh, this, uh, oh, uh, this one will give you advice. Hey, go, hey, Charlie, you will get that opportunity. Hey, Bible school, hey, this, hey, hey. you become a man of the power, you will learn. Hey, this, hey. Yo. Confusion rock. When Mark went and said, oh, I'm sorry, the Bible school, um, he has paid already. What are you doing? This is uh, some of the young men, instead of, you see, that's just, the thing is from above. The thing is not from the earth. Paul said, when I was arrested and Christ was revealed, I did not go to Jerusalem Bible school. I ran straight into the wilderness of Damascus and I went to wait three and a half years on the Lord and I, I, he wrote a lot of books. We tell me the Bible school he went to. Oh, you didn't go to Jerusalem Bible school and so you're not fit to be a man of God and you, you have not been ordained and hand. Who ordained you? Who ordained you? That's what they're asking today. Who is your father? But tell me who is Jeremiah's father. Who is your father? Tell me who is Amos's father. You see, we have to place things right inside the body. There's so much stereotype that want to underscore people's, people's, people's argument and validate them. Oh, that one is my son. This one is my son. I, I, I lay hand on that. I lay legs. And even that one, I just lay my toe on him. That's why the anointing is not strong. I lay my toe. The day I lay my foot. <laughs> you see, you don't have a father. That is why you are struggling. Hey, can we stop this foolishness in the body? You see, 
You see the way I'm talking? I'm, it is it's the grace of God. It's not arrogance. It's the wisdom of God at work. There are so many things we have misplaced. I said, oh, the Bible school. Bible school. The man verse, he will never spoke with me again until he passed. I can't remember how long. One day I had a dream. I came back from work. I was working in Dex Educational Institute, come to it. I came back from work. I laid on the bed. No, I had a dream before, but I never understood the dream. In the midst of the confession, I had a dream. One year later, the dream will be clear. In this dream, There was a school of ministry. You know, school of ministry is not Bible school. School of ministry is like one, two, one, two, impartation, that kind of thing. So it's like quick, 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 go to the field, go, quick, go to the field, go be relevant, be working, not Bible school. But the time, if you're not called a pastor, by the time you go to Bible school, you come out, you become a pastor. Because the whole environment will make you think. <laughs> so many are struggling today. He is not a pastor, but the Bible school says you are a pastor. So he is forcing to wear Saul's jacket. And if he is wise, he will say to say, Saul, I have not tried this thing before. David, David said, me, me. Somebody was telling you, you have to preach like this person. I said, I have not tried it before. I need to be in my skin. When I start dealing with the call, your eyes will open. You become wild and aggressive like a lion. You will protect your territory and you will pursue the call of God in your life with all power. Chasing after it with all resources, with every effort, day and night, being conscious and running. Today's church, we are lazy. Quick fried rice Christianity. Check, check, you know, enough, check, check, fried rice is good. Check, check Christianity. Then they throw it into the air. Our knows how to prepare food very well. Eh? They, they, when they, they, you, see, you see that power, that big, uh, that descent or whatever, then, they are, then you are standing there, you are, you are, you are appetizing. When they pour that, uh, ah, yeah, 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 this guy, by the time I eat this thing, you eat it at 11, 1 a.m., your stomach is in trouble. Roadside food. <laughs> my God so I had a dream there was a school of ministry I went day one I went day two the third day was graduation hey the third day was graduation and me too I went this is one of the dreams that have kept me Somebody, somebody, my wife was saying, somebody says, this, this, also this guy, he speaks English. What should I speak? The Bible is English, I'm reading it. So what should I speak? I said in the Bible, I saw the word kepa. I've not seen it anywhere. I saw the word kepa in the Bible. You are saying, I shouldn't learn the word kepa and speak it. When you go to Daniel, it says that, <clears throat> oh my goodness. When you read somewhere in the New Testament, it's a superfluity of not, nonsense. That one, is it Greek? Is it not English? 
please, Munja, you know, I'm a woman, I'm finished this thing. Look, the third day was graduation. And I went. When I went, there was a man. His height, his waist could be above my shoulder. His, he was thick, tall. His body was with some glow. But he was looking normal. He was like in, in not in a military dress, but he was, he was civil. He was like somebody who was in this um, like fire service, army, some blend of color dress. His belts, you know when you wear a belt and some portion comes off like this? That was, you see this? That was the way he's, he was wearing his belt and some of the portion. The man was huge. And he was angry at me. Why did you come here? Hey, I'm trying to explain. Then somebody told him, he said, he was here the first day and the second day you were not here. And he came today. No, I went the first day, second day I didn't go. And the third day was graduation, so I came. So what are you looking for here? You are not fit to be part of Bible school students. You are not fit to be part of these people learning. Today, look, if I tell the kind of materials I have, I can start a whole Bible school and go to sleep and people will be learning. I know what I'm talking about. I have resource. Some are mine, some are other people. I have full courses taught in classroom recorded. Full courses. I've not even had time to watch any of them. For example, like the book of Deuteronomy. I have full courses taught, about, taught, taught by three different professors. Serious schools. I have them. The grace of God allows me to come upon materials. Yes, I'm telling you. I, down, I took time, yes, I downloaded them one by one. Difficult as it is, I downloaded them one by one. I hope I've not lost them. <laughs> the man said, what are you doing here, the third day? And so I tried explaining he was angry. And then somebody explained to him. Then he said, okay. Then he said, follow me. So in the dream, you know, somebody says, how can I be prophesying? I said, right now, I am standing in Cape Coast. You are standing, how did you get to Cape Coast? And I've passed Mankesim Junction. And I, how can, how? And within one minute, I've passed, I passed uh, 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 Apam Junction. Within the next minute, I said, I am in Takradi. You see that speed? He said, follow me. All I saw was that we moved and we're coming back. And we're back to where we started off and in the shh, coming back he handed an economics pamphlet to me and said go back to school he handed an economics pamphlet to me and said go back to school he didn't give me bible and in the graduation they packed food upon food to me, more than the people who went day one, day two, day three. And I was wondering. Then I understood what the grace of God can do. How the divine choice of God can position a man as ordinary and weak 
and as his background or her background may be, as the family unqualified as the family may be, God can take a person who is nothing, laughable, disgraceful, shameful, take that person and transform that person into a glorious thing and use it to tease the enemy and disgrace the enemy and conquer the territories of the enemy and receive it back for himself and beat his chest and say, have you seen that lady? He's my servant. Have you seen that son? He is my true son. Have you seen that boy? Have you seen how you mess him up? You made him walk in drugs. And have you seen, have you seen, have you seen what he looks like today? I'm telling you, you have no power. Have you seen how his background look like? There's no money. And even he 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 does not believe what tomorrow will look like. He's just living by the minute, one day at a time. Have you seen what I've made out of him? Have you seen that I can change that life? He says that. That there is something that is of Christ when he places upon a man it changes the man Hallelujah. so when I take Bible and I'm looking to one day my wife asked me he said where do you get the things that you teach where do you get them from sometimes you are busy a whole week a whole month you have not even really study Bible but when you open your mouth the rivers begin to gush out I have difficulty when I'm doing Bible study. So I don't use daily bread, daily guide. I don't, I don't do that. I can take one verse and be studying it for the next one year. I have serious difficulty. If I start reading through the Bible, I will cross and draw. I am an artist. I will circle words. So look, look into my Bible. If you look into my Bible, you will see red, red. That's why I use a red pen. My other Bible... If you go in, I have stickers, I have notes, I look all over, all over, all over, all over. The Bible is suffering. I want to draw it out. There is something at work inside me. And it's the grace of God. So when I see people talk blah, 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 I look at this, you don't know where I'm coming from. So one year later, I came back from work. The confusion has been lingering for one year. The man is not talking to me. Those who know, you, they want to send to Bible school. You, know, you this boy, this, you, this. Me too, I said, I want to go to school. I was saying, I want to go to school. I didn't know that an angel has handed economics pamphlet into my hands. I didn't know. But I was saying I want to go to school. It's school I want to go. I want to go to school. Somebody says, go and read IT. And the, the thing in me says, go and read finance and accounting. And it's school, it's school, it's school, it's school, it's school. Oh, someone said, this day is IT that is working. By now, I'd have been the most powerful IT officer, but failed. Failed doctor. I enjoy my accounting and finance. Yes, I enjoy it. And today, if I open my mail to you, I have a school that has given me another master's. It comes pre-admission pre, uh, uh, letter. It's inside. Pre-admission uh, pre letter. They just review my CV. Pre-admission. It's there. We have given you a discount of this and that Swiss francs. We've given you this and that and that. 40% of this. Oh, hey, There's another school in Australia. The other day, my wife said, if you know you don't do the course, tell them you don't do it. They should stop calling you. 
We're giving you four exemptions. We're giving you 40% scholarship. Pay 7,000 something dollars. I said, I don't have. He said, you pay every month, every other month, $494. My colleague is in a school. They are going to Malaysia, October. She's going to make a presentation. I said, God, I love you. You see, what am I making? I came back one year after. Came back from work, frustrated, very angry, frustrated, 2002. Very things were not things were not happening the way it's supposed. I laid on the bed, then boom, the dream I had, the interpretation began to follow. I said, Whoa, I became a stronger man. I got up, I said, Yes, I understand now. No bagger wire. Whatever somebody talk, I know we're here. I will not worry myself again. I will not disturb myself again. Because of what people say, you know, some of us, we are sitting here and you are listening to me online. You have allowed yourself to be defined by what people say. What, Charity, come and take this and plug it for me. It shouldn't have gone that. You have allowed people. Take it. Endless, oh, endless, handling. Endless is here. There's a socket there. You have allowed people, you see, the, the laptop says time to close. <laughs> You've allowed people to define you. Please rise up. You've allowed what your mother said to define you. Somebody told you I failure, so you are believing. Can we learn how to honor our leaders? Can we learn how to honor our leaders? I so honor and love my leader. Such that when I didn't even have money to pick car and go to church, I start my journey early. I walk across from the uh, from Middle East. I walk across those days. Walk, walk, walk in between the community and go to community eight and go and carry microphone and 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 be leading worship. We are one voice. And we've made a choice to give him glory with a song. And nobody knows that this guy walked. Nobody knows that this guy even the last night didn't have food to eat. You are my brother, you are my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will walk. Da da da. For no foe can defeat us. We walk in side by side. Together. The end. I'll sing the songs. Nobody knows where I was coming from. There's a song, I will sing the song. Zion is calling me to the highest place of praise, to stand upon the mountain and magnify his name. 
to tell other people and every nation that he reigns. Zion is calling me to the highest place of prayer. Surround me, oh Lord. Surround me, oh Lord. Surround me, oh Lord. Let your presence this place. My God, thank you. Look, you have to know to honor your leaders. David, verse 14, 23 of 2 Samuel, I end on this. Wow. Is it a good word? Please, you have to be provoked. Some people don't know how to even give to their leaders. They don't know how to give to their pastors. I had a story where a little girl, a service was going, a little girl happened to have gone to the restroom somewhere and she was crying. And one of the members happened to find her, somewhere in the basement, happened to find her. And she said, the whole of yesterday we didn't eat. And we went to bed and we came to church this morning. We are hungry. But the man of God and the wife, everything was okay. The were, man was preaching powerfully, blessing the people. The daughter is crying. You have to be discerning, eh? To know when the man is in struggle. You have to be discerning. It's not just anointing blessing you. Bible says, do not muscle the mouth of the ox that tread. <laughs> Pride will destroy many. Listen, David said, he didn't, he didn't tell anybody specifically. David was then in the stronghold and the garrison of the Philistines were in Bethlehem. And David said with longing, Oh, that someone would give me drink of water from the well of Bethlehem. David, also your taste be high. That someone will bless me with some $10,000. Oh, I have some needs to take care of. Oh, that someone. He didn't say Marty, he didn't say Charity, he didn't say Auma, he didn't say Abba, he didn't say Bernard, he didn't say this, he didn't say, he didn't, oh, he's, he's talking. Oh, that someone will give me drink of water from the well of Bethlehem which is by the gates. He is very specific. Oh, 
that someone will give me fresh dollar bills of $10,000 and on top of that uh, five notes that will be 500 euros and on top of that somebody will give me 500 pounds and I want the 500 pounds to be 10, 10, 10 maybe 100 and then 20, 20, 100 and the remaining shall be 50 something very specific oh that someone will give me this particular thing this ring oh that someone will bless the ministry with this David is just crying his frustrations half close <laughs> Verse 16. So three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it. He poured it out to the Lord. Hey, David is wise, huh? He brought the $10,000. Ah, now that's the money. The money I want to buy the car with. He said, no, this one is a sacrifice to God. Listen, there are all kinds of values woven into scripture. He poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, far it be from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is this not the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he will not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. Noted. Have you noted it? Lift your voice. Lift your hand. Tell the Lord. Make me prophetic. Tell the Lord, let me know my call. Speak to the Lord. Tell the Lord. Lord, empower me. Lord, give me money. Lord, give me businesses. Pray. You know something? Pray in the spirit for a while. Pray in the spirit for a while. There is a strong angelic ministration among us. Ayabada la ba 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 ba
I want you to pray. Just pray in the spirit. You are receiving something from the Lord. Ah, you are receiving something like gold from him. You know something? I saw something. I saw something. This one, let me apply it to everybody. As I was just ending, I saw a vision. I saw somebody's foot like this. And I saw a khaki drop. And when I was about to pick the thing, I saw the person step on it like that. I saw it. No, I saw it. I saw it. It was too real. Look, any power that has possessed whatever that belongs to you and I. There are visions of certain cars that I saw. If I saw the first one and it manifested, and the other ones that I saw didn't manifest, if I, one day we were praying down, we were praying, we were praying, we were praying, then I saw that I went into a certain space and brand new cars, they had covered them. And they started removing that, and they were all the same brand but different colors. And they said, All oh, these three is yours. I want them. I saw right now, I, I saw the thing drop black key and the gold something. I saw it. Then, when then I saw the thing, the, the thing was like this. Then it did like this. Uboa, any power, anything. By whatever means, whether you gave it an approval, by the blood of Jesus, we reverse that position. In the name of Jesus, we call for divine inheritance to begin to happen. Anything that I must possess, anything that must manifest in my life this month, anything that must manifest this year, this week, in the name of Jesus, right now we lift up our voice by the sword of the Lord. 
Tadana Pakaya, Aya Papa Rabapa Lapakapa, Aya Barabapa Kalapa. Come on, that thing must be released. Anything that the enemy has placed his hands over, by the blood of Jesus, we command a recovery. 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 Yata da Bahaka, Ayaparakapa, Ayaparakapa. Right now, let everything that the enemy have taken, let everything that have been stolen, let everything that have been taken by the enemy, let there be a recovery. Bible says, if a thief is arrested, he will pay, he will pay with all the substance of his house. In the mighty name of Jesus. I recover car keys. I recover destinies. I recover finances. I recover the livelihood of people. I recover ministries. I recover the souls of men that belongs to this world. Listen to me. Let's do some more warfare. This thing here. Let me. I just want to locate a particular scripture. Good, I found it. Isaiah 45. This scripture is in my spirit for, 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 for months now. Isaiah 45. It says, I'm reading the message translation. It says, I will go ahead of you, clearing and paving the road. So wherever is like that. It says, the Lord says, I will go ahead of you, clearing and paving the road. I will break down bronze gates, smash padlocks. <laughs> this is the way you have to pray. Every padlock, every gate be smitten. Let padlocks be broken open. You, 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 have, to, you have to pray for access. It says, I will smash padlocks, kick down bad entrances. Every bad entrance must be kicked down. Every leg, every leg, that is a stronghold. That is saying, I possess this thing, you cannot have it. You will not come out of that situation. That lack, it says that I will kick down. I will lead you to bury treasures. And then you begin to pray, Lord, you have brought me to bury treasures. I recover them. Secret catches of valuables. Alibaba and the 40 tips. Confirmation that this is in fact I God, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. We want to pray. Say in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, 
as I engage in prayer and by faith I place a demand let financial testimonies be stirred up for me I demand in the name of Jesus I demand in the name of Jesus let secret catches of valuables be released unto me let every buried treasure in me and in any location be released in the name of Jesus. I demand every hand that has taken over every secret transaction in my life be lifted in the name of Jesus. I break down gates of bronze. Let padlocks be smashed. Let bad entrances be opened. Let the gates be lifted. As I pray, as I clap my hands and pray, I receive access right now in the name of Jesus. I receive access to become an economic powerhouse. Let there be a release. 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 In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. We command it done. In the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you will bless your people. Lord, I ask that you will change their stories. Lord, I ask that you will change their testimonies. Lord, I ask that you will change their stories. Lord, give them brand new songs. Lord, give them things to say about you. That my God did it. That my God came through the impossibilities. I release the realms of divine possibilities in finances. Lord, let everybody under the sound of my voice become an economic powerhouse. Lord, give us financial dominion. Give us prophetic dominion. Lord, give us territorial dominion. Lord, give us relational dominions. Lord, give us political dominion. Lord, give us dominion in every sphere. Prosper your people out of Zion. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.